Uh, hello and welcome to Pig Ignorant Gamers number 37, take two! <laughs> um, uh, with me, Graham Goring. Uh, and me, Dave Williams. And no Mark. Uh, take one had Mark. Um, yes. We recorded it just before he went on his sex holiday. <laughs> and we can say that, he's not coming back. He'll be in a ditch by now somewhere. I'm pretty sure he's already dead in a gutter. De- yeah, I imagine so. And that that's best case scenario as well. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, we recorded one and my crappy gra- memory card just fucked it up somehow. Um, all the recording things. So we don't even know if this one's going to work and fingers crossed it does. Um, if you're listening to this, it probably worked. Yeah. It was, it was gold as well. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Did I discuss having a finger up my bum in that episode, that recording or was it the previous episode that we actually put out? I think in every episode you've discussed it. Okay. Fair enough. No, yeah, do you know? I think I think episode thirty six we did. I did actually manage to get all that great information out there. So, so we should probably discuss what's new with ourselves, actually, because that's kind of a traditional thing that I do. And so, last time I think, last time I mentioned how I'd got married, obviously, and that was so. Effectively, it goes with every single episode. Something happens to me, like um, either I get married, um, uh, but now I've got a child on the way. Got a kid on the way. I imagine the next episode I'll either be a grandparent or dead. That's <laughs> that's how I figure things are going to go. Um, so so that's that's kind of a a, a big deal to say the least. Um, so on on the next podcast there'll be a screaming baby in the background. Uh, quite possibly. I mean it'll be me, but um, <laughs> yeah. So 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 that's happening. Um, and also, oh, I've discovered that I probably haven't got celiacs. I went to the hospital yesterday because I had that tube down my throat, which I think I did mention having the tube down my throat on the last yeah. one, um, which was um, every bit as unpleasant as you'd hope. And the guy before me had had it up his bum, and I hope they use a different one. Like they've got a couple, like like one's going in an autoclave. I'm pretty sure the tube is fresh each one. Really? Yeah. They'd be throwing away a lot of tubes. Just a whole they don't throw them away. They go to be cleaned. Oh, okay. But right. then come back in a nice sterilised bag. Okay, so they they go into like an autoclave or whatever. Okay, right, fair enough. Um, I love the word autoclave. Um, okay. So, and that was how he's deeply unpleasant. It's just just me effectively vomiting nothing for like three minutes while this lovely, kindly nurse is going, no, you're doing very well. I'm like, no, I feel like I'm doing well. It's just so horrible. And also, they say like, oh... It kind of gets, it kind of, they give you like best news, not as good news, worst news as it goes on. So, so I went in there first of all and she said, Oh, um, so, uh, they'll, they'll numb your throat with a spray and it, it tastes like toffee banana. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, well, that sounds quite nice. And then the next nurse came in. He said, Oh, they, they're going to numb my throat with like toffee banana. She says, well, I don't think it tastes like toffee banana. Uh, I described <laughs> it more as like t- toffee, you know, banana and fish. It's like, well, that's not good. And then, and then you get it, and it's kind of, it is actually like toffee, banana, and sick is what actually I would describe the taste as. Um, so yeah, so anyway, they took some bits out, they took some biopsies, and uh, it turns out that I probably haven't got celiacs. I probably got just a gluten sensitivity, which is nice to, it's, you know, if I've, if, oh, you're one of those, are you? If the missus ever accused me of being insensitive, I can say, actually, I'll have you know, I am very sensitive, but just to wheat. Um, but it's good. No, it's good because if you have celiac disease, effectively, all these these sort of these weird sort of 
uh, things in your stomach get blunted and uh, and get fucked. And as a result, you get malnutrition and it can increase increase the risk of certain um, cancers and stuff. Whereas if you just have uh, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, you just feel like crap when you eat gluten. And it's like, oh, I really like pizza, so uh, I'm just going to carry on feeling like crap and uh, having, you know, uh, basically every time I actually manage to pass a solid stall, it goes in the diary, it's so rare. Um, I mean, not literally as like a bookmark. I mean, uh, you know, just write it in there and I don't use it to write. <laughs> you okay, Dave? <laughs> um, so what's with you, Dave? <laughs> how, how are things going in your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not using turds as bookmarks. That's for a start. Good. For, for a start, the library get very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah continue no no so, well yeah no you so what what, what have you been up to uh, nothing nothing i've got a baby that's that's my entire life okay. yeah i mean you're making a game as well obviously yeah, yeah but yeah. more the baby unfortunately you're not making the baby unfortunately depending on you <laughs> yeah depending who's listening to this yes uh, you've got lovely spinny chairs in your game that was a big thing isn't it you put a gif out and everyone was like yeah, apparently people love uh, swivel chairs in games. Who knew? I, I mean, I, I like it. I like that kind of little fripperies. That's what makes a game for me. It's kind of like <laughs> silly little touches like that. Um, okay, so last time we actually recorded this, it was it was pretty much in the week of E3, um, or just after. Yep. Do you remember that, E3? Um, what did we Gamescom by the time this shows out? <laughs> um uh, so probably just quickly run through the stuff because we haven't discussed it in a podcast. The stuff that was sort of revealed, but the the, the big thing was kind of Tim Sorrett, that whole thing that happened with the last night, where everyone was like, "Oh, it looks beautiful." Oh, it turns out he might be a. C- um, and the the gameplay trailer had no w- game. Well, it wasn't a game. It was just a bunch of animated gifts. Basically, it was a guy walking down a street. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. With with people popping in weirdly at the right. Yes. Um, I noticed that. I, that bugged me. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a brouhaha. It's kind of gone away now because he released that statement or, you know, where they were like, no, he's, he's not a bad person. He's nice. Um, so that's kind of disappeared. I mean, if you have to release a statement saying that you're a nice person, then yeah. something's gone wrong somewhere. Yeah. You, your PR is perhaps not what it should be. Um, then that's the Xbox One X costing 450 quid, which is kind of ridiculous considering that, you know, you can get a PS4. Wait, I think, uh, Amazon on their, their Amazon Prime Day, they'd PS4 Pro with a couple of games for 200 quid or something. It's way better than the PlayStation Pro though. I mean, yeah, but still loads of the games because, because obviously, um, uh, what do you call it? Digital Foundry done a bunch of things where they've sort of examined footage to find out how it's doing upscaling. And loads of the games aren't true 4K. They're using the same checkerboarding thing that PlayStation Pro uses. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some first party stuff which is full 4K. But frankly, it's only really in stills that you particularly notice the issue with that, that checkerboarding approach to getting up to 4K. So, I, I don't know that it's worth the money. I mean, if I was, I'm tempted to get an Xbox One, but I'll get the Xbox One S because you know I, I'm not asked about 4K. My TV can't handle it anyway, and the content. I mean, 
I mean, I like the fact that they said you can use it to make your game run faster as well. They haven't done that thing where you have to have a certain amount of parity between the um, the PlayStation releases, which is nice. But I'm not I'm not that asked. So so that's kind of that was a non-starter really, and they didn't show any particularly interesting games, just a bunch of racing stuff. Um, Metroid Force happening, but so what? It was just a logo that was annoying. Yeah, I mean, the doy, of course. I mean, so what? Show us some footage or don't bother, because we won't see anything of that. I mean, that won't even be at next year's E3. Yes, and apparently with that one logo, Nintendo won E3. Oh, yeah, it was the the fanboyism was quite annoying about <laughs> that. The 3DS Netroid doesn't look very good because it's being done by Mercury Steam. So I don't rate at all because they did the crappy 3DS Castlevania game. Um, so I, I'm only interested in the, the, the Egovanias or whatever they get called. The ones that are made by that, that one guy he, who makes all of it. Um, <laughs> which he probably could at this point because those games recycled sprites like nobody's business. Um, so, so that was, I mean, you know, I, I was just annoyed that there wasn't any footage of P- Pikmin. Four, because it was like a couple of years ago. It was like, oh, it's nearing completion, and now I'm hearing, yeah, it's not. You know, it's quite some way off. So that's a bit of a pisser. Because, and also, I suppose they don't want to piss all over the um, Pikmin, the 3DS Pikmin, which is actually looking a bit better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, it, I thought it was a really crappy three, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think of what new stuff I saw. Um, and Wolfenstein Two, that looked brilliant, but then. Yeah, well, I know maybe not your cup of tea, but I love the original, and this just looks like you know more of the same but better. So that's fine; that'll do me. Yeah, that's a good recipe. Um, Ashen, the hipster Dark Souls thing that people saw—that looks all right. But again, it was—we've seen nothing of that since. It's kind of interesting to come at E3, you know, with a, a couple of months sort of separation, really, because you can actually you can think what actually got showed, and uh, in the wake of that. Most of the things have just sort of disappeared off the radar completely, with the exception of ones that were due out, you know. Really yeah, there was soon. very little interesting new stuff. I mean, most of the time it was sequels, or sometimes it was just we're on a new platform. Yeah, with an existing game. That's it. Well, you know what? I'm interested to see what stuff they port to Switch like that because, because I do love I love the fact that the Switch is portable. Like I almost I saw that. Um, Harvest Moon, whatever it's called, the one that isn't Harvest Moon but is basically Stardew Valley, Stardew. that's it, is like cheap on PS4 at the moment. But it's also coming to Switch, I believe, and I'm like, I'll play that on Switch. That's going to be perfect. You know, that's perfectly, you know, elongated, have a shit come out with, you know, m- massive elbow prints on your thighs, <laughs> you know, type gameplay. You know, like, you know, being there for an hour uh, type stuff. So that, 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 I'm really, yeah, I'm looking forward to all these things getting ported to Switch, particularly all the stuff from Wii U. I'm hoping they do a bunch of ports of that. So if Pikmin 4 isn't going to come out for a year or so, oh, just stick Pikmin 3 out, you know. I mean, I'm sure it's it's not exactly just a case of recompiling, but <laughs> you know, it's it's probably a lot less effort than making a full new game. Um, Ore and the Will of the Wisps look nice, but... Again, no gameplay, just animate, just everything moving though. It's all 3D and yeah. everything moves. The so whole scenery, yeah. I think it's fair to say it's probably not on Unity anymore. I assume. Just because it was running at a good frame rate on a console. Ooh. Well, Ooh. Unity is, I mean, the, the amount of stuff apparently they had to do to get Alright to run as well as it did on the, uh, on the Xbox. Maybe they're just crap at 
programming. What the Unity people? Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, I mean like Uni- Unity. Ha- I think the problem with Unity is it allows you to just throw stuff at the screen, with regardless. Yeah, no, and if regard. you don't understand the underlying um, code base, yeah, then you can easily get yourself into trouble. Yeah, and people do, and that's why they always have just a devil of his own, devil's own job getting the stuff to run on the actual on the machine afterwards. Um, so. That look, you know, it looked pretty. Metro Exodus was just a scripted thing. I mean, it just all it showed you really was what the engine looked like because it was so fucking um, on rails. Yeah, it may as well have been. It was like a what was it? Uh, Killzone Two was it? When you know, remember Killzone Two? It came out on. They showed it running on PS3, and it turned oh, out to yeah. be a target render. Um, and I mean, they weren't too far off, really. They, you know, it looked pretty good, Killzone Two, but. It just felt like that, in which case, why bother? Do you know what? The most exciting thing for me was the Dishonored standalone expansion, Death to the Outsider. I can't wait for that. I've not seen anything of it since, but it's only like 20 quid. Um, and I fucking love Dishonored 2. I think it's one of the best games. When did it come out? This year or last year? I think it was this year, actually, of this year. Um, and so, yeah, more of that. Yum, yum, yum. Lovely. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. There was that A Way Out, the weird one which was always co-op. Where you're trying to, yeah, it was the one where the people were breaking out of prison at the start. But it, well, it's two-player. You can only play it with a friend and it has to be played in two-player. And it's split screen. And someone might be in a cutscene and you can sort of walk past the back of the cutscene. Sort yeah, of ruin the I shot. Didn't that. Did you not? No. It's an interesting idea, actually. I think I think I, I worry that they're going to fuck themselves over in terms of the amount of you know people who, can, who will play it because it yeah. is two-player. But... Yeah, I like to see, you know, slightly new ideas. Uh, Evil Within 2, which was just another grab bag of horror tropes and jump scares. But there was another trailer that came out, I think, today or yesterday. That actually, you know, some cool monsters in it and that. And it doesn't look like it runs at the worst frame rate in the world, but that might be <laughs> because they're running on PC. I don't know. It feels like it runs at like 10 f- FPS on the PS4. I don't understand what's going on. Because you can have a game that runs at 30 and looks beautiful like um, Uncharted 4. And, and you know, it just feels like it's a in, like the smoothest 30 FPS ever. And then you have got Evil Within, which apparently runs at 30 FPS, but feels terrible. It's it's quite an odd one. Um, Beyond Good and Evil 2, and they've showed um, a bit of footage of that since the actual E3. They showed the engine basically, and that you can you can basically zoom out forever. And and you know, well, as in as in like they it showed it showed like um uh y- y- your monkey chap. Uh, in a in a space, he's an ape. Okay, okay, that's a lot. You can say that. It's, <laughs> I'm not you can't. I just like. I felt like I transgressed the way you reacted there. <laughs> but the um, they showed him sort of you know flying around the ship and the scale of it and which was quite cool. Um, but again, that's that's clearly fucking years off. Um, but at least, you know, now we've actually seen something that's gameplay, because obviously they've done trailers saying, hey, look, we're making this before, and then it disappears completely. Whereas this, it seems like there's there's going to be, you can subscribe to a website and there's going to be like regular updates and stuff, which is nice. Because um, I think they do need to build a bit of trust with that one. Far Cry 5, more of the same, but yeah. with rednecks, um, <laughs> really. Not, not that interested. Just, I feel like a it's weird. Within two games, Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four, I just felt like, well, this is just it's just Ubisoft doing a Ubisoft game, 
Um, they just, they, yeah, they think need to think the sort of long and hard. I just feel like they're so out of ideas, and and that new Assassin's Creed did nothing to you know make me think, oh, this looks interesting because it didn't really. It's just just a stick it in Egypt. Um, do do do. Um, what else? Need for Speed Payback was the worst thing at E3, I think. It was like 10 seconds of racing and then a cutscene. Just kept on yanking control from people so they could tell their shitty, you know, Fast and Furious style story. What's the point? Um, Anthem. Um, which was that Bioware's thing, which is especially what Bioware's A team were doing while the BTEC students were knocking out Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> um, which is. I love it. They, they did a patch basically because there was some, some bits with really bad f- facial capture, which has plagued that game. And they released a patch to address that in some of the cutscenes. What they did was they just cut away from the bad bits, <laughs> so that oh, we've got a bad bit coming up. Let's just look at a spaceship. Um, it's, it's really piss poor. Um, I feel sorry for anyone who's working on that now. That must be a death march. Um, so uh, there was that. Oh, Marion Rabbits. Kingdom Battle looks good. XCOM yeah. for kids, uh, no bad thing. Um, Shadow of the Colossus remake looks very pretty. I'll actually get to play it. Yeah, runs at more than one frame per second, so that's an improvement on the slideshow that it <laughs> used to be. I, I mean, I sure. I, I think the PS3 port ran okay, but the original was proper bobbins. Um, but yeah, no E3. I mean, there was, there was no kind of nothing blew me away at all this year. Which is a bit of a disappointment. And, I mean, I'm trying to think what's been announced since. Nothing, nothing's really, you know, it's, it's not, I think, I feel like last year was kind of the golden age for stuff actually coming out. Cause you had, you know, the new Deus Ex, which turned out to be brilliant. And you've had Dishonored 2, um, that was Ace. Yeah. So, hmm, anything else happened though? Was, is any interesting stuff happened? Nope. At all in terms of nothing. Nothing. Oh, <laughs> the only thing I that I saw interesting, I was watching um the Jim Quisition, and it was this bit about um about uh Star Maze DSP and how they uh basically a bunch of uh, the the person who did the music for it is in kind of in a dis in a, a dispute with the makers of it, basically saying, "Oh no, you didn't pay me properly." Um, or well, no, the issue was um. She was contracted, Alex Mao was contracted to make music for Star Mazer, and then they used it in Star Mazer DSP, which is a prequel. Um, and, uh, it's a horizontally scrolling shoot 'em up, uh, which I've played some more of now, and, uh, I've come to the conclusion it's shit. <laughs> um, it's really slick, and it's got some nice ideas, uh, but the level design is pitiful. Um, so, as a result, loads of people who had, like, footage of it on their YouTube, she, uh, sent, um, she did, like, DMCA strikes against them. And they were like, well, what the fuck? And she says, well, if you've got a problem with this, you need to take it up with the people who made Star Maze DSP. Um, and then, so, but then it seemed like this sort of stuff was being resolved because, um, uh, some, uh, Jim Sterling had been in contact with her, I think. And, and I think it, it was a bit of a, a possibly, uh, a bit of a, a blip in her, her mental well-being that caused this. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. No, fair enough. You know, people have bad days. Um, but then she's just done it to another company as well, uh, Conatus, who did, um, uh, River City Rampage Underground. Um, and so a bunch of people have had other videos taken down. So how, how to make nobody ever want to work with you ever again? Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, I mean, in terms of just 
mudding. You would imagine she has an evil twin who's actually done this or something, <laughs> because it makes literally no sense from an ongoing sort of partnerships sense. Uh, in that case, yeah, it was it was a slightly different complaint. It said that that she was never compensated for some work she did, um, but they've got proof that she was. It's 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 all going. If I was a person who had hired her to do music for my game, I would be checking my email a lot and very fucking worried um, because it's uh, yeah, it's 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 mad. Just spreading so much bad feeling and knocking out. But you know, if you get three DMCA strikes against you, you uh, that aren't repealed, you're fucked on YouTube. That's your channel gone. Yeah, it's it's weird as well the YouTube stuff because mm. like if you're monetizing the account, the money goes to the person who's disputed it. Yeah, and even if the dispute is resolved, they you don't money. get the money back. I know it's fucking ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, mad. Yeah. Um. So, uh. Reviews. Got a feud as a result of, you know, doing this. Because it's been so long since the last one. It has been a while. I'm going to get this done tomorrow, (laughs) though. I'll get it edited tomorrow. So, uh, one of these days I'll do it and you have to eat crow. I'm not saying it'll be tomorrow that you have to eat crow, (laughs) but so much crow. You're going to be, oh, feathers, beaks. (laughs) Um, okay. Well, why don't you start with, uh, Tricky Towers, which you've been playing? Uh, yes. Um, this came about because um, it was on a TV show, and um, the audience really responded to it. Oh, was it eight bit DLC? It was, yeah, eight bit DLC, but eight bit, yeah, go eight bit, yeah, go eight bit, yeah. Uh, and as if it was a really popular game, and I was like, I've, I've seen this. It looks like a, a a Tetris game with physics, yeah, basically like a very gimmicky Tetris game. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go and see see if it really is this popular, hmm. if it's any good, um. And it, it is a Tetris game, a gimmicky tre- Tetris game, mm. but it does it very well. Yeah, I played it actually. My friend, uh, Mike Fishcake does gaming nights every so often. And we played it at the last one and it was, it was good fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been, um, I played a bit of the single player, but I've been playing it a lot online mm. and it suffers with it being a small game that there's not very many people online usually. Mm. So you can be waiting quite a while for a game, um, and it is a little bit flaky. The online, I've um, I've had it crash a few times, right? Um, but it's really enjoyable. It's it's a bit of a one trick pony. There's like three different modes, and that's it. There's like a puzzle mode, a, a race mode where you have to build the biggest tower possible, hmm. um, and a survival mode where you have to not lose any of the blocks falling off. Um, and and that's about it. But um, yeah, just it's just a really enjoyable time waster, mm. uh, especially especially the online. I would recommend the online. Yeah, so you get it cheap. Uh, it was on PlayStation Plus, so I had it. Oh, you play it on PS4? Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I mean, it is, it is it is you know not much of a game. Um, no, but, but it's very nicely presented. Yeah, it's that? just. Cheerful, it's just a cheerful game. Yeah, it's very like, um, And the, the, it has some in-app purchases, but it's all just cosmetic. Okay. So. I don't mind that. That's okay. That kind of stuff. I hate it when it's, you know, play to, you know, well, that's it, pay, pay to win. Well, what, what I do is I just choose the generic guy and the generic blocks, mm. and uh, no one else has the same as me, you see? So I have a completely unique character. Oh, right, because they've <laughs> all paid for stuff. Because they've all got all the fancy candy blocks and holographic blocks. 
and oh right, and you're so you do spirit oh, yeah, animal suppose, wizards and things like that. I suppose that's quite nice because if you are playing that kind of game, yeah, it, it, that kind of cosmetic purchase, I can see that actually totally working. As as that means, because you know you know that it's installed on the other person's machine, so that's it. Because there have been those weird cases where where you don't see it reflected on the other player's machine oh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. which is odd. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, cool. That's good. I I played Prey a long time ago now. <laughs> um, it's basically Metroid, really. Um, in in the sense that there's lots of backtracking. Well, to explain what it is, it's a first person uh RPG shooter but it's like metroid in that there's loads and loads of backtracking and exploration and you get abilities that allow you to access areas and the combat shit um i never liked the combat in metroid it always felt really horrible um and i'm talking about the old 2d super metroid um it wasn't so bad in some of the little um uh metroid zero and stuff like that but anyway uh yeah it's really really metroidy um but the enemies are an abs- they they move so fast and the controls aren't responsive enough for it, um, especially on console, which is what I'm playing it on, that, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel very good, which is a pity because it's actually, yeah, it's a really enjoyable, the systems in the game are really fun. You get these grenades that effectively turn any furniture into useful resources. <laughs> they basically cause like a little black hole and then they spit out all the stuff. Um, but it's, it's also quite weird how, like, you'll have like a person who, uh, there's this bit where you meet this prisoner, and you can either kill him or free him. And in total, he has like, you know, like a dozen lines of dialogue. And you think, I mean, that that's perfectly normal. How It's voiced by Walton Goggins, who's quite a well-known actor. It's like, so I thought he was going to, you know, come back at the end or something like that. But <laughs> no, it's just like, maybe they knew Walton Goggins or or he was happy to be in the studio to anyway. Eh, fuck it, I'll do some lines. It's quite surreal. Um but, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, no, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's like a, it's an eight out of tenner, I'd say. Um, because, like I say, the combat really lets it down. But, but everything else about it's quite fun. The only annoying thing is that you get these, these alien abilities you can unlock. It's got the same, it's got, you know, a weapons tree, that kind of thing, an abilities tree. But if you unlock past like the first level of any of them, then all of the turrets start attacking you because they think you're an alien, basically. So it kind of punishes you for wanting to dick around with the fun stuff, <laughs> which is kind of an odd sort of thing to do. Because normally turrets are great. Like I, 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 it's also, I mean, I'd invested quite a lot of points into um, skills that allow me to beef up turrets and stuff like that. And then now they've all turned on me. It's like, <laughs> well, it's a bit of a pisser, really, because I've, I've wasted that. And I can't take those skill points out. But what's weird is that normally in those games they really they're really careful about how many of you know upgrades they give you, but because you you get these these universal resources that you can use in these three D printers effectively to make anything, um, after a certain point you can just build as many stat upgrades as you like because you've probably got the resources for it, so you can sort of you know invest an awful lot. It's it's quite odd, but it's yeah it's good fun. It feels it's quite shonky feeling though. There's a lot of glitch in there. The fact that the speedrunners have got it down to like eight minutes now, because if you, you've got this thing called the glue gun where you'll, you'll splotch it up against a wall and you can build platforms. But if you do one right near the ceiling, you just pop through the collision. It's like, fuck's sake, what QA didn't test that? That's insane. Um, but, um, yeah, it's good. Just, it's got a bit of shonk in it. Um, and it's quite nicely branching. There's loads of bits where you can choose to save people or kill them. 
and it kind of factors into there's like sort of i think three or four main sort of sort of decisions and it affects the ending it only affects it in quite a yeah in quite a sort of cosmetic way uh, i suppose it effectively at the end they basically the people sort of say oh you chose to do this rather than do that <laughs> and it's like okay um but but yeah i enjoyed it um but i didn't like the final reveal which i won't say here because it's a big spoiler um but i i felt that that cheapened it somewhat um yeah but yeah, it's good it's good it's quite pretty um but i don't understand why they did it in um thingy 3 uh cryengine 3 because they'd written their own void engine thing which is like an adaptation of id tech 5 for dishonored and that worked really well and works with sort of big levels and that and looks beautiful and then you've got this one which looks a bit gash in comparison does it's like yeah the, the, the either the tech or just the artist weren't as good on that project but i assume that's because arcane have got two studios i assume that you know either the one in austin or the one in france was doing one game well so i assume this is austin i assume this is the one in france because it was this is the one that was led by Raph uh, Colantonio. Maybe only one team's allowed the, the code at a time. That's it. It's like <laughs> I, I've got I've got the engine checked out, so you've got to make the game. Oh, I've got these game makers to make our next game. Shit, <laughs> or, or Unity. Um, I, I don't know why I'm bashing it. I'll probably get around to using it eventually. I, I, I paid for fucking Pro Build or whatever it's called, so I should do. I, I really want to make something 3D, but. I need to get this other game done first. It's going quite well. Um, you hate the witness, don't you? Oh, you spoil it. <laughs> okay, Dave, what do you think of the witness? I hate it. <laughs> well, you spoil it. <laughs> I mean, no, what you mean? this is hardly a new game, but you've only played it quite recently, haven't you? Well, everyone, everyone was going on about it so much, and it was in a humble bundle. So I thought, finally, I'll try it out. I mean. Mark raves about it. Oh, luckily, it's game of the year. Luckily, Mark isn't here. No, <laughs> remember he's dead in a ditch somewhere. And so I thought I'd finally try it. I do like puzzle games, mm. so um, I had high hopes for it. But God, if it's not a piss poor puzzle game, like I I liken it uh, to those when you go to a nice family restaurant with kids mm. and they they put out a place for the kids. With an activity mat. Oh wait, we've got a special guest on the podcast. It's our cat. Actually, uh, not not our cat. We aren't gay lovers. <laughs> but yeah, and you go to a family restaurant and they mm. they put out a, a place mat for for the kids, and yeah. it has little activities for them to do. Yeah, and one of them's always a little line maze, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And you you follow the line from the start to the end. Well, that's the witness. Only it's like that. You do one of those. Then you'd probably walk around the, 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 the nice family pub you're in, come back and do another one that is only very slightly different. Hmm. And you do that about a thousand times. Just sounds great, that. I love them puzzles. Oh, it's, it, oh, it, the, and the, the, the puzzles are childlike. You can like just whiz through them like in no time I at mean, all. You're making me feel very, very stupid. Because well, I had a, a lot more trouble. Well, I bet you did. And the only reason that is because it introduces mechanics, but it obfuscates the meanings of the mechanics. So you don't actually know what the new mechanic is. You have to learn, yes. No, you don't learn. 
There's no way to learn it. No, you no just way. have to dick about until suddenly you go, oh, right, it was that, was it? I see it. Well, I felt... And they're not even that very good. N- much like your grammar there. <laughs> exactly. That's how, that's, how, that's how poor it is. <laughs> it's made my grammar terrible. <laughs> but, like, it does have some really good puzzles in it. Mm-hmm. I will admit that. But they they don't come in until right near the end. Right. There's a really. I'll never see those in in the in the last run in, of puzzles. There's a really great puzzle, and I was doing it thinking, why is this not right near the beginning? This puzzle because it's really hard. It's not really hard. It's really fun to work out. It's a puzzle you can actually work out. The the other puzzles you don't work them out. The the solution is perfectly obvious you see, you're making me feel even thicker because i really <laughs> had trouble with a lot of the puzzles um i think maybe i did some of the bits in the wrong order possibly but didn't you like all the stuff where effectively you had to look at puzzles fr- from the right direction to see the solution like you know the ones where like that the branches of a nearby tree were the thing that made it clear what you know what the rest of the maze was no no and it'd be like eight puzzles like that almost identical but with one minor change in each one. But you'd have to walk about two minutes between each one. Well, there was just so much filler in it. Okay, fair enough. But but the, the environmental puzzles, which I think we can talk about now, where literally there'll be effectively there's a maze carved into the the environment. Did you not were they not a call for you? Uh well, to be honest, uh I haven't completed all the environment puzzles, so I don't even know what they're for. Okay. Like I've lit up about three, three or four of the monoliths, hmm. um, and that's about it. Um, but I have no idea what they're for. Yeah, this fucking cat. <laughs> You're just getting away. You just want to be on the podcast, don't you? You're. We'll call you Mark. You're the replacement, Mark. Have you farted, or is that just the smell of your anus? Oh, don't rub your nose on the fucking mic. Oh, she's adorable. Um. So, what are you giving it out of ten? Uh, I'd probably give it a one. I would. I would. If if it wasn't for the podcast, I wouldn't have got anywhere in it because it, I I was thoroughly bored all the way through. Oh, dear me! The only good puzzles are near the end. If it had those puzzles near the end, the the earlier on puzzles, if instead of having eight almost similar, it just had one of each. Yeah, with the, the each mechanic. I'd have been fine with that, and then it got to the interesting puzzles. Yeah, made it. It would have made it a much shorter game, but it would have made it a much more, you know, cohesive game. I mean, ninety percent of that game could have been a paperback book that you did at an airport. Really, yeah, it was just lots of wandering around. Mm. And sometimes it's not even wandering around; you get in a boat, and it takes you places. Oh yeah, I remember the boat. Yeah, well, that's a shortcut, isn't it? It's not even a shortcut. One of the areas you can't even get to unless you go on the boat. For ages I was like, I can see this area here, how do I get to it? And it turned out I was supposed to get on the boat and go on the boat. Ooh, no shame in that. Um, okay, uh, I played Monolith, which is... Here's the thing, I played it and I haven't played it since, so I'm trying to remember exactly the details. But effectively, it's uh, The Binding of Isaac, uh, which I just pronounced strange. <laughs> the Binding of Isaac um, meets... This is like a sci-fi version of that. In that it's top-down um, shooter, except you can shoot in any direction. Honestly, cat, what you show no interest in sitting on my lap until we're doing a bloody podcast. 
um, and then uh, yeah, that's it. It's really got the same thing. It's got you know you gradually unlock new abilities. Um, uh, it's got it's randomized. It's got treasure rooms, boss room at the end of each level. It's um, it's painfully like uh, Binding of Isaac, really. But but you know, from from what different. I've seen, it look it looks a bit like a, a bullet hellish. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, I'd say so. Especially the bosses, very much so. But then I think the same can be said of you know quite a bit of Isaac. Really, there are bits where things are puking at you, but at least you can fire in any direction. Uh, in this, as opposed to the the four <laughs> cardinal directions, which always used to really annoy me about Binding of Isaac. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I've been enjoying it. Actually. I should probably actually boot it up again and play a bit more of it, because um, yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty good. Um, oh, cat, you're lovely. We love you, but you really are a pain in the ass. Um, so yeah, it's not much more to say about it, but it was fairly inexpensive. It's 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 actually worth a punt. I mean, if you've kind of played. You've played out. I get the feeling though, because Binding of Isaac has such a ridiculous quantity of stuff in it that if you were to play it any other, it would just feel like an insipid, watered-down version of it. Somewhat, even though I'm no big fan of it, I feel like you know it kind of did everything in that space, and there's no real, there's nowhere else to go particularly. So I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, you've also played Stephen's Sausage Roll. I have, yes, yes. This is another puzzle game. Oh, do you hate that one too? Uh, no. Stephen Sausage Roll is the complete opposite of The Witness. I mean, that's very true in that The Witness is quite pretty. It, yes, <laughs> even in that sense. Um, that is literally the only complaint I have of Steve, Stephen Sausage Roll. I should probably explain what it is. Tell uh, me, yes, what do I do in Stephen Sausage Roll? You're, you're on an island. Yeah. And, um, Much like The Witness. Yes, it's a very small island. Well, how though. is that the opposite of The Witness, then? <laughs> okay. It's a very small island where all the puzzles are right next to each other. Yeah. And you'll initiate a puzzle and the rest of the island falls away. So you just have the puzzle area. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the puzzles are that you have these sausages that you can roll. Okay. the name. Very clever. And you have to roll them onto uh, griddles or grills, yeah. whatever you want to call them. Um, to cook each side, but you can only cook e you each side once. If you uh, roll it over twice, um, it will actually burn that side. I feel like there's going to be a lot of food poisoning in this game. <laughs> yeah. That is it's not how you cook a sausage. <laughs> yes, but um, uh, the thing about it is each puzzle. Uh, the puzzle starts. You look at the puzzle and you look at it and you think this puzzle's impossible. And you try a few things out and you start learning how the sausages interact with each environment and things <laughs> uh, and and you slowly go ah if i i can do this and i can do that and i can move the sausage to this area and then you slowly actually work out the puzzle mm. uh, and then by the end of it you think i'm amazing for working that out. i must be the only person in the entire world that could have worked that out because of the thought process that i had to go through with it and then you'll go to the next puzzle and you'll go, this puzzle's impossible mm. and you'll go through the whole experience again and Almost every puzzle is like that. Um, it doesn't overuse each mechanic. Each mechanic, it, it doesn't outstay its welcome. You you get a couple of puzzles which use it in its unique ways, and then it kind of goes into the background, and the next mechanic comes in. I mean, so I mean, looking at it, it reminds me of Sokoban quite a bit. It doesn't feel that way because I mean, even the way you control your character is really unusual. And when you first start, you're like, why? 
Why well, do you? It's con- rotational, isn't it? Yeah, so you like kind of, the, and, and you're two tiles long, right? So you can't rotate in some situations. Hmm. Um, oh, like Drod. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. kind of, yeah, and 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 so, but you're like, why, why is it done this way? This seems like the stupidest way to do controls. But then that comes into play with um, moving around the environment and actually in the puzzles. Mm. Some puzzles wouldn't work if the movement wasn't that way, mm. um, and the the puzzles get really fiendish. But you always feel like I could work this out. You know, after you've done I, I a feel few, like I, I couldn't, given that you found <laughs> the witness a doddle, and you're looking at this going, "No, this is impossible." I think I'd be fine. Um, but I have, I have absolutely no idea how many puzzles are in it. But I, I don't feel I've, I've, I've come close to finishing it because it, it, I thought it was quite a small game, and I, I did all the ones on the island, and then a whole new section of island opened up, hmm. and then once I started doing them, another section of island opened up. So I'm, th- I'm starting to think this could go on for quite some time. Hmm. Um, Unlike The Witness, which was very easy to walk through. <laughs> Brain box. But, um, yeah, and, and like you say, the only complaint I have is the visuals are terrible in it. They're shocking, aren't they? I mean, for the price of the game, like, usually I wouldn't care about it's visuals. It's like $20, I, though, isn't and it? And I kind of like a, a bad-looking game. I, I, I Thus the purchase of the Ouya. Yes, uh, I I find that you know those bad looking games uh, have certain charm to them, mm. but then I think if you if you're charging so much for the game, I think put a bit of effort into the visuals as well. Mm. I mean the gl- gameplay's great, couldn't fault it, and uh, the the design is brilliant, couldn't fault it, but just just a little TLC on the on the visuals. I mean because the the title screen is hideous it's the, one of the most hideous title screens i've ever seen is it worse than manic miners with the discordant music blasting you in the yeah. ears yes well, it is quite something then but you love it it's a good game uh, yeah yeah it is uh, if you love puzzle games it is a really really good puzzle game Gee, i thought i did but you're making me doubt myself now i don't know if i do love puzzle games the the, the witness is not a puzzle game the witness is a child's plaything. Fucking hell. What are you, some sort of trans-dimensional being? No, um, they're just so easy, the witness puzzles. Maybe, 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 some, maybe something called Click and I'll find it easy. Um, okay. Uh, uh, something we both played, Iron Cryptical, which I purchased on the a PS4, uh, which is by TikiPod, who did uh, Milk Mine Defenders and Rock Boshers. That is the sound of the cat going on the sideboard. I think she just got off. It's okay. Um, oh, I should go and check, but I can't be asked. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I actually seen it and kind of dismissed it from uh, the trailer that I saw. Oh, really? Um, but playing it, yeah, it's a, it's it it loves Robotron. It's very it very very Robotron. It's disgracefully Robotron. Yes. Um, but you know what? And and I kind of liked the old style uh, auto shoot. When you push the stick in the direction, mm. which is very Robotron, yeah, um, yeah, it, and it, it it plays really nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, got, it's got, it's it's got a lot going for it. I mean, the enemies are a bit unimaginative in terms of what they do because they pretty much most of them just sort of home in on you or just bumble about. Um, but maybe later, because because the thing is, we got to the, we've we've only got to floor two. I imagine there are more than two floors <laughs> in the game. 
Um, and because uh, we've only played it for about an hour, and and there you get some more advanced sort of enemy behaviour on there. I mean, in but... these single room arenas, there's not that much that you really want the enemies to do. Yeah, I mean, you don't want them in weird circling patterns and things like that, do you? I mean, well, that's what um uh uh what's it called? Geo something, the the one that's all neon styled. Geo well, Geo War, no. What the fuck? Geometry Wars. Wars. Fucking hell, Graham. <laughs> oh, my brain is going. Yeah, so Geometry Wars totally had that kind of thing, and that was single screen. Yeah, but a lot of them were just chase enemies. Yeah, no, a lot of them were. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain about the enemies, uh, but just worth mentioning. But then, you know, Robotron was the same. And it is a game where it's all about the amount of enemies rather than them being particularly sort of refined. But it's, it's weird. It's kind of, it's very much got one foot in the past and one foot in the future. Like the fact that, um, every time you sort of complete the game, quite often you'll unlock a new weapon or something like that, which is nice. Um, and you'll have pages where you can go and visit. You have like, um, I've forgotten the word it used, uh, to describe ledger. ledger, the ledger where you can see all the things and everything's got a little text description, which I love, even though you were annoyed that, that all the different I, types no, of I cake. I don't mind that. I, I, I love myself the Spelunky journal. Right, okay. I, but I you love... just don't like the fact that each individual type of cake that you can it's pick just, up. Yeah, there was a lot of colour swap items and each yeah. colour swap had its own individual yeah. entry. See, for me, I like that because I love that collecting thing. Admittedly, it would be nicer if... You I mean, know, if you don't need kind of... six candy cane entries. Well, there were two. Just, there just... were two candy cane entries. I yes, suspect... but there was a lot of space in between yeah, those two there's probably, there's probably, for the others. There's probably about four candy canes in it, I expect. But anyway... um but yeah, but, but also, I love the fact that it does that old thing where, um, you've got the, you know, the, if you collect the letters to the word bonus, something happens. We haven't found that because we've only got four letters. But, but also there's like, um, the crystals, which totally taken from Rainbow Islands, uh, whereby there are like seven colored crystals. And if you pick up all seven of them, um, basically it just gives you a bunch of rainbows and stuff like that and, uh, and, uh, a power up and things, which is lovely. I, I love those kind of, those those things that you used to get in games but it's very it's kind of it's slightly smash tv as well though in that you choose where you go from yeah. each level yeah. so i'd say it's more like smash tv than uh robotron but very similar games yeah they are very similar <laughs> games but it's it's kind of it's it's stolen from an awful lot of different things but it, you know really but nice they, they put together stuff that works together yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I love the fact that, that, you know, there's like a little room that'll have an arcade machine in it, and that's like a little platformer that you play. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, that's, there's a lot of effort going into that. you kept stealing my coins? No, like, I paid, it was my money that paid for the, <laughs> the play on that cut machine, therefore I have first dibs on everything. <laughs> um, which is, and um, yeah, the, I mean, the, so far, the, I mean, the bosses are a bit bullet hell. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of a little bit of a change from the, the just charging at your enemies. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't mind that. And then there was the uh, specific rooms, wasn't there, with like the graveyard and the catacombs yeah. and things like that, which had, you could either try and avoid them or go in them. And yeah. they had like it's, kind yeah. of set enemies in them. Yeah, but yeah, the thing is, because most generally what you get in there is you get more points. And it's like, don't give a shit about points, really, because <laughs> what you want is you want to collect gold so that you can upgrade your abilities. Um, at the shop. So, so kind of that risk reward didn't particularly work for me. If there, you know, if there was like a ton of, you know, if you could, you got a guaranteed upgrade in those rooms, then yeah, I'd go in them. But that wasn't the case. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm really digging it. I'm going to put some more time into it. It's, uh, it's, cause it, it looks lovely. It's got, it's like, it's really pixely, but it's got, you know, sort of scanline filter on it. It probably looks like an old arcade machine. 
um yeah it's um yeah it's a lovely little game um so and i've 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 always you know i've really quite dug the stuff that that tiki pods have put out um but this is you know their best one yet i'd say so that's gods um yeah it's nice um what else let me think i think i think that's it in terms of uh, half-assed reviews um <laughs> right let's just turn this thing on so i can see uh so we should probably do our, our kickstarter and shit starter although there's a certain amount of debate on what belongs in what section um in that you think plunder pixel pirate rpg um would be something you would back even though it looks like utter ass it it looks like dog shite yes yep um but i don't know this it had a charm about it like i mean it had um a lot of it was top top down yeah. running around um fighting with your your sword because you're a pirate and your your gun your one shot but then, then you'd get on your ship and, and your ship would not control anything like a ship no and the cannons would fire out the side like cannons would but it turns but they, 90 it, degrees yeah turn at 90 degrees and and doesn't handle any i don't know it had kind of a charm about it oh uh, yeah okay okay i can see that but uh, it looked like jog I mean, it's very bad looking. Game. Yes, yes, it looks terrible. Okay, right. looks terrible, and it may very well play terrible, but it had a, a certain charm about it. Okay, and uh, he was very anti um, roguelike, so each area will be perfectly handcrafted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. It was handcrafted by a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's not a I, give give me a, give me a random seed any day. Um. Uh, there was a game called Rail Theory, which we don't understand the name of, uh, which is like Resident Evil, but shit, I thought. Like, all the enemies, it's got this weird thing where it's like the enemies are built from random parts, and so consequently they all look the same. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, o- it was okay to a certain point. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay looks to be literally just running around, like, um, the mercenaries mode on the more recent Resident Evil games, where you're just literally running around in third person shooting things, and more of them spawn, and that appears to be it. Yeah, and if that's the game you're looking at, it's, it looked like an okay. Yeah, but it was all really dark and just monochromatic. It was, it was just, he was, he was bigging it up as something bigger than that. And yeah. It, it just didn't seem. Well, that was it. It was like, it had, the, the video would have all like these bullet pitch, points. Picture at the level it's going to be, yeah. not. Not yet innovative health system and all that. Yeah. It's quite because it has all these little bullet points in the video, and then you'd think it would be an illustrative clip, and it's just someone being shot in the face every <laughs> single time. It was it's an odd one, but yeah, I mean, it looks you know like it's been capably put together. The animation's a bit shit, um, but um, I mean, yeah, have a look. It's probably not going to make its money, I'm sure, because very little on Kickstarter does these days. <laughs> um, which is why I'm going to use it next year. Uh, something we didn't look at, but there was, there was a, um, a Bioshock documentary. Someone watched a series of documentaries about Bioshock to celebrate its 10 year anniversary. 10 years! Um, uh, and the trailer's 13 seconds of a camera panning past some shot glasses with some plasmid symbols on. And it doesn't even pan smoothly. It doesn't really fill me with confidence, but that's probably shit. Um, <laughs> what was it? Uh, Fight Night. That looks great. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's it was a bit weird to work out, you know, exactly how it plays. Yeah, well, it's but, like it's like um the 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 DS games. Oh fuck, the Etrian Odyssey games, where effectively you've got your first person dungeon crawl tile based movement, 
And then, uh, you know. But was it tile based? Because it looked like you had free range of movement. No, no, right. So that's the combat sequences. So basically you have, you have tile based movement and then it'll, you know, you'll screen wipe and you'll go into a combat scenario. Now in Etrian Odyssey, that's a turn based thing where you're just standard RPG, choose which enemy, choose which attack, blah, blah, blah. Whereas in this, it's like a, it's like an actual action thing where you're dodging out the way of attacks and then punching and then initiating special powers and stuff like that. So it's all completely, you know, actually, you know, done proper like with skill and things as opposed yeah, to. It's a very numbers. interesting art style. Isn't it? Love the art style, and I love that it's just completely handcrafted in that sort of the way that that little gif of him, you know, showing how he made the glove and stuff. It's brilliant. I think it looks really good, and I backed it, and I can't wait. <laughs> uh, and it's made its money, so you know, it's going to happen, I'm sure. Um, so yeah. This weird that now what I've noticed is there's been a lot of things that have been um favorited by Kickstarter. It's got the little K icon on that look like utter shit. I don't understand. There was one on there called um Oh, a matter of time. Look utterly fucking dreadful. Yeah, I think I think it might be automated that I think it might if it gets a lot of pre- pledges in a short period of time it just suddenly Do you pops think? up a, like a I mean almost that... like a, a favourites. I mean that makes more sense than I think it's a, a game a, a project we love in the sense of love as a community right because it's getting a lot of attention I figure they've just hired a load of six year olds who have just, <laughs> just gone a bit mad with the candy because <laughs> um, it looks like utter shit um, it's just a really amateurish trailer but with a bit of grandiose music that's obviously been nicked from some you know film soundtrack um, let's see there was some other stuff oh uh, Harold Halibut that yes. looks beautiful. It's not going to make its money, and it's really annoying me because <laughs> I, I I I love the video. I think it's a funny video. Um, it looks beautiful because basically it's it's a well. I, we thought it was a point and click, but actually you have direct control over yes. the character. Yeah. But they built stop motion models and then use photogrammetry to basically turn those into uh, computer models. Yes. But they, and the, but they've really animated them just like stop motion stuff. So, yeah, the animation is spot on. It's spot on. It's kind of got that stiff limb stuff. Yeah, it, look, it looks beautiful. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, I'm really annoyed it's not going to make money. Really enthusiastic as well. Which Re- is nice yeah, to see. it's absolutely. And, and you know, it's it, yeah, I love the fact that they're actually building physical sets and models. Uh, and oh yeah, because at the start I was like, is this stop motion? But it's it, yeah, the fact that you. I mean, like, it was the, the turning on the spot as well, yeah. um, that, that really got me. It looked like when, um, stop motion animators turn a character on, on the spot. Yeah. Really impressive. Um, so, yeah, annoyed it's not going to make it. I wish everyone would back it. Um, there's something called the Forgotten Void, which had puzzles from the witness in it. It looked like, <laughs> it basically looked like the worst top down RPG, just wandering around, wandering around, and then occasionally a puzzle nicks straight from the witness, but not really. Um, cause it was about connecting like multiple colors up, but it's, it's the same sort of shit, really. Um, that looked piss. <laughs> um, uh, the temperament. So this is, this is this guy's third project. Well, he said, he, he, it says three created his two previous ones. He was asking for a pittance. He's based in Liverpool. Um, and then this third one, so I think he's asking for five grand on his previous ones. And then this next one, he's asked for 250,000. And the, the first two look. Shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Top down dog shite. Um, this one, it's going to be a first person game, but it's all just like he's, it's just a bit of concept art. Uh, but 
basically with a really competent American voiceover, which kind of lends it an air of credibility that it does not deserve. <laughs> it's kind of weird. You look at it and go, well, I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's doing, but I, I suspect he's just some guy he's hired to do the voiceover. He's because explained... if a Scouse person asked you for £250,000, you would assume it was going to be at <laughs> knife point. And, and he's explaining mechanics that are just really basic mechanics from Oh, yeah. As Is if the the greatest yeah. innovation ever. So you can fire a fireball, right? But get this. If you hold down the mouse button longer, it's more powerful. Yes, you can charge up the attack. It's, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. What? No way! That sounds amazing! There's a game called Beacon the Awakening, which I can't actually remember anything about. But I think it was the one... Is that the one where they have... 13 people making it or is that Edge of Destruction? Edge of Destruction was... Okay. What was Beacon the Awakening? I have no idea. Well, that was probably shit. <laughs> um, taller. Oh, it's not going to make its money. I'm going to back it, but it, it looks lovely, I thought. Yeah, it's, it, it, it looks great. The, the world looks great. Um, the, um, adventure side of it, you know, discovering new little places and all different, um, all different areas was lovely but then it had a survival mechanic <laughs> which was um crafting and farming and hunting and and that kind of put me off i i wonder how real time it is but um i i, I just love the the look of it and yeah, yeah. it looked great and the uh, the setting looked great because it was it was kind of like um uh, so quite like cyclist actually a bit yeah kind of there's like lots of normal stuff in it but then some little surreal bits and yeah. some little quirky bits yeah a little bit oh the, the people who did machinarium their games yes very much so yeah um but but not sort of textured so that i'm annoyed that's not happening but this the last one is really weird one edge of destruction which looks crap but it's got like 13 people making it it's ridiculous the amount of people actually working on this game already and they seem to have, have like a room where they test the game on you know bean bags it's like it's, it's weirdly professional will you stop that cat oh that cat is really annoying um <laughs> and she she'll wake us like she'll come up at five o'clock in the morning she's scratching on our fucking door um i yeah well that's why she's going to live in a special room at night with her food and her water and many comforts, she'll be a very happy cat. Don't report us to the RSPCA. <laughs> um, but she's annoying. Um, but yeah, a bit of a mixed bag. Nothing really that stood out apart from, um, I think, uh, Halibut. Harold Halibut. Beacon the Awakening was the guy with the giant feet. Oh, okay, he yeah. Just ran sideways. That was it. It looked utter shit, but for some reason the guy had massive feet. And I should point out the character, not like the person making it. And it, it, it did have a, a lot of a lot of people work on that one as well. Yeah, a surprising amount of people for something that looked like utter crap. And also, they said it looks brilliant. And it was like, no, it does not. <laughs> this does not look brilliant. It looks like it's a poorly animated artwork. cartoon. <laughs> yeah, bag of shite. Um, right, I think that's it. We Now we have the fun part where I find out whether this is actually saved on the memory card. Uh-oh. Yeah, if it hasn't... Um, then then you this... you're not listening to this? Well, yeah, but... <laughs> I will simply release a statement saying that we are cancelling the podcast because I can't do can't do this three times. Um, or we'll just zip down this in five minutes and we'll call it a mini episode. Um, right? Okay. Uh, that's it. I think. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We've done it at last for the second time. Uh, are you sure there's no other things to talk about at all? Uh, 
There is the Atari console. Oh, yeah, the Atari console. Well, that's going to be shite. Well, I mean, it looks like they're trying to do a, a NES classic, mm. uh, but then it will also play new games. What, new Atari 2600 games? or Now, that's what I wondered, whether it was going to be... Because surely it's only going to have the processing power of the old console. I guess. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. But um, but the thing is, it doesn't look like the original console, does it? It's all sort of kind of like a stylish... It's kind of got modern aspects it's to it. a little bit of the look of it. It's got yeah. the wood veneer thing, but the shape of it is quite modern, which is what confuses me. It's still kind of same basic is it i mean i never owned one but it, uh, to me it looks more futuristic yeah is, it definitely looks different it, looks, it doesn't it look, look the same i mean if it's and it's a lot bigger than it needs to be if it's just you know doing the job because really you stick a raspberry pi in a box and you've got a 2600 emulator that yeah. will do it at full speed so i don't understand why not make it cute and diddy so uh, that's what makes me think it isn't just going to be crappy old 2600 so atari are actually making a new proper console well you know someone with atari's name (laughs) that's the thing i don't think nolan bushnell's probably involved in this um but yeah i don't understand it because these things have proved not to work in terms of you know sales because it'll be another ouya um and also the atari 2600 doesn't have a great portfolio of games it wasn't made by nintendo it's mostly shit. You've got the worst Pac-Man game in the world. You've got the E.T. game that sunk the industry. It's, I mean, <laughs> it, it it doesn't have a good catalogue. I, I can't think of an Atari 2600 game that I want to go back and play. I can think of NES games that I do, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You can get the Atari Classic Collection on the PlayStation 4, so... Yeah. Is that yeah. zero games? You just download it and it's like, oh, this this was zero bytes. <laughs> <laughs> just take some money off you, sucker. <laughs> because they should. Um, yeah, what is in it? The Atari Classics, then. Uh, it doesn't tell you. I, I put up the description. It doesn't tell you what's in it. There's a volume one and there's a volume two, and it doesn't tell you what's in either of them. The fact that they got two volumes surprises me. It has a, has a trailer as well, right? Okay. So you can obviously see some of the games from the trailer, um, but it's the same trailer for both. So you don't know which ones are in which. Wow. That sounds shit. No, it feels like someone who's bought the licenses, they're just trying to get every penny out of it, out of idiots. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who owns Atari these days. No. It was Infogrames for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. But I can't imagine it is them doing the hardware. Hmm. Does Infogrames even exist anymore? Doubt it. I mean, it, it wasn't too long ago that they were still putting out stuff. Really? Yeah. And yet, at the start, you gave me how to put Bruno Bonnell Presents. Uh, what? Oh yeah, apparently because uh, uh, <laughs> Z two they were doing um, um, Tasmanian Devil game or something like that, and and you know the first thing it would have to say is like Bruno Bunnell presents. Yeah, and oh, also Infograms have the most amazing corporate song as well, um, where they're basically they've hired someone to sing a song extolling the virtues of Infograms. If I can find it, I'll stick it on the podcast, which is entirely illegal. But um, I can't imagine anyone will really mind. It's hilariously poor. If you can't, just just Google it. It'll be on YouTube somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Let's go and find out if it recorded. Yay! Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.